Hi, you're listening to Pop-Up Podcasting. We make podcasting easy, so stick around for tips, tricks, and a behind-the-scenes look at the podcast industry. Hi, I'm Lisa, and in this episode, JP, Will, and I discuss questions. Should a host share questions with the guest ahead of time? Good versus bad questions and thoughts on re-recording parts of an episode. I guess we'll start with the first one on the list then, asking questions. Obviously, as a podcast host, the questions you come up with can be critical or very important. So I thought we could jump into that a bit. So maybe your thoughts on sharing questions ahead of time. So ahead of the interview. Is that a good idea? Bad idea? This is a question that I've gotten a lot uh, over (laughs) my time as a podcast producer and that I've thought about a lot when I was a podcast host for for a few years in the early days of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's there's sort of two two schools of thought on it. Share share the questions ahead of time with the guests so that they're prepared and ready to go or surprise the guests with the questions because we don't want them to prepare too much or to sound scripted or to script themselves. And what I was taught when I did this radio documentary program and kind of in the in the journal- journalism world when I was doing more stuff for CBC was we never share in journalism, you never share your questions ahead of time. I guess when you're doing sort of more hard-hitting newsy kind of stuff, it you know, it gives people a chance to uh, get their stories straight or uh, takes the spontaneity um, out. Yeah. And it takes the spontaneity out is, is a big part of it for sure. Cause I think one of the big things with podcasting is authenticity. We want to sound conversa- conversational, conversational. We want to sound conversational. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, <laughs> so leave, leave that in so that it sounds extra conversational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extra, uh, extra. Yes. But Um, we wanted to sound conversational. And so I've actually had, you know, doing work for clients, they provide the questions to their guest, the guest, or more likely when we're doing kind of corporate work, their communications department writes out full answers for the interviewee Mm. and says, okay, read this when they ask you that question. And that is like podcast death, I would say, Mm -hmm. unless you're a trained voiceover artist it's really hard to sound natural when you're reading. And so, yeah, my, my advice is always share bullet points. Like, here's what we're going to talk about so that there's nothing kind of coming out of left field. Oh, I'm going to ask you about the 2019 financial numbers or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's something I would probably need to look up. So thanks for the heads up on this like specific piece of information you're going to ask me, but otherwise, yeah, don't, don't share your full list of questions because it saps the spontaneity is my answer. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I like the idea of um, like a bullet point or, you know, just giving the general idea of questions um, because it is kind of nice for people to have a chance to prepare a little bit. And I don't think in that way it takes out the spontaneity too much. Another thing too is, I think a lot of times you have to be careful and it's tricky because I've had um, recordings where the guest has been, um, you know, doing the podcast in their second, third, sometimes fourth language. And that can be tricky because a lot of times you do want to share concepts and questions with that person beforehand, you know, because they're Mm -hmm. having to 
you know, they're having to translate this all in their brain, maybe three, four different times, depending on where English falls in their, you know, tier of languages and, you know, how comfortable they are with it. But at the same time, if sometimes then if they're preparing responses and then having to, you know, sort of read them again, if English is second, third, fourth language, it, it can then be even stiffer. So th those ones can be tricky. So I don't know. It's one of those questions where, like you said, JP, we've had it a lot. And I don't know that there's necessarily like a one size fits all answer for it. I think it depends a lot on your subject matter, your style of show, and then the guest's previous experience as well, too, sort of not necessarily just in podcasting, but maybe in sort of broader media in general. Mm -hmm. Have you guys, um, and maybe this isn't something we can talk about, I'm not sure, <laughs> questions like any questions that have stood out to you that have caught your attention, like, oh, wow, that's a really great question. I haven't heard that before or the opposite where it is not a good question. I mean, just maybe not a specific question, but a pretty standard, like when you hear people asking like closed versus open questions, right? Like you usually set up for it, especially if you're, you know, we're having a conversation style, like show that I want to run for 45 minutes or something. If you're asking like, you know, pretty yes or no style questions not going to lead to maybe the best flow of conversation. Um, and, but also I, I feel like follow-up questions are where I really think that that can shine. Like ask a question. Sure. But like, listen to what the person's saying and then follow up, like dig deeper on something that they've said. I find that's where you get a lot of like the good nuggets uh, in recordings is when you can tell like the host or whoever's conducting the say interview is like an active listener. And they're then like following up on something they've picked up on. Um, I find Usually you get some good stuff doing that. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I love that. I, lo I love that answer. The, the follow-up question is, I've heard podcasts where the host is clearly not listening and just yeah. running down their their list of questions. And it as a listener, you you kind of tune out because the, the guest just said, you know, well, when I worked in a tuna canning plant for 10 years in Alaska, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, and then the host is just like, Okay, so tell me about university. What was that like? You know, and right. you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They just dropped some interesting stuff. Let's follow up. So Yeah, like the listener is asking the follow-up question in their own head at that point, right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. like I'd love to like how did you have to take five showers after you finished work? Like, you know what I mean? Like they have mm -hmm. all those, you know, sort of quirky questions that would pop up based on like a, a neat detail like that. So yeah, you, you know, the person might, your listener might end up looking for someone who's going to be, you know, digging a little deeper and asking those other questions. Right. So yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. Any tips then for hosts um, at how they can get better at being that kind of host, like a better listener mm. or, maybe ways to just like relax ahead of time so they're not yeah. so stressed out about having being the host of the show it's almost like the other side of the coin of what we were talking about with providing uh guests with questions is that that host side of things right and mm -hmm. um be, like you said becoming more because when guests are more comfortable then they don't feel the need for to have questions beforehand and stuff because they know they'll just settle into the flow of the conversation and everything will be okay same thing with the host right like as mm -hmm. you get more experienced i think then then you're comfortable like I'm not just clinging to my little sheet of 10 questions <laughs> to be like, you know, that's like my life raft of when they finish speaking, I can look at question two and I know that's where I am. Like once you're more comfortable, then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm actually in the moment. I'm listening to what the person, you know, across from me or, you know, staring at my, you know, zoom uh, video or something, but you're actually listening to them and then yeah, digesting what they're saying and then coming, you know, you're not, you're not just like JP said, jumping to the next thing that's now unrelated to what they're just talking about. You're, you, you know, you're digging deep on that and, you know, you're showing, that's sort of going to elevate the guest's experience too, not just the listener, right? Because they're like, oh, like I'm, you know, dropping all these kind of cool things about my life. And, you know, people like to 
maybe not brag about themselves, but mm-hmm. if someone shows an interest in them, right? Like, I think that's a bit gratifying. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's a big unlock for hosts and, and people who are sort of running the show uh, in terms of podcasting. Yeah, for sure. I think like, yeah, not essentially just, we don't want our guests to script their responses. So as a host, don't script your <laughs> questions, right? Like yep. maybe have a list of questions, but maybe have like, a you know, bullet points of like, here are the general kind of, the flow of that I imagine in my head of the conversation um, as opposed to, and, and be willing to deviate from that um, as opposed to a really strict list of questions. Some of that too is knowing like being comfortable with say like our services as well too, right? Cause if you're like, Oh, but I know I like to release like a tight 15 minute podcast. So maybe you don't think you have time to accommodate these follow-up questions, ask them anyways. And then, you know, if they end up on the cutting room floor or maybe the answer to one of them is more compelling than one of the ones you had, you know, scripted and planned out beforehand. And you can, you know, you can do those, those sort of, um, audibles and posts. So yeah, I think, you know, trust in your producers as well too. Do you have the opposite where certain hosts that you work with, do you have any that, that tend to want to re-record their questions after the fact? Hmm. I've definitely had that happen before, like, uh, with mixed results, I would say. Um, sometimes it's been smoother where the finished product, uh, you know, comes out and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And then, you know, I don't know, I've, I've had other cases where it's been a little bit, you know, maybe clunkier, I guess. And maybe you would have been better off going with the original recording. Yeah. It's, it can be a bit of a mixed bag. I, I tend to prefer to try and get it done in the session, maybe if that's possible. Um, if you have, if time permitting, but I've definitely had people do follow-up sessions to correct things, or maybe they weren't happy with how their outro went or something like that. You know, if you're a bit frazzled at the end of a recording or something. So yeah, I've, I've definitely had hosts do that before. Okay. I would say we've had, you know, hosts say, oh, I want to rephrase something at the end and and can you insert it? We've also had guests say, oh, I didn't like my answer. Can mm-hmm. I rephrase that at the end? And that's, and that's all totally doable. I would say sort of tone wise and continuity wise, it often works better to say, if you realize it in the moment, right? Um, oh, you know what? Like, you didn't answer that in a you know in a way that's going to work for our show for whatever reason. Um, let me ask it again. What I really want is just like that concise ABC answer. Um, whatever you can, you know, coach your guests a little bit. But I think it it often sounds better if it's re-recorded immediately after, as opposed to sort of waiting until the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, and then, and then doing it. Yeah. I have had every once in a while, I think, yeah, either like you were saying, uh, JP do it, like stop during the recording, like after whatever just happened and address it then. But I have had ones where I've sent say like an initial edit to a client, they've listened back and then like sort of recorded done even like a self-recording while like listening to the specific section they want to redo. And those have actually turned out a little bit better because it's not like, yeah, at the end of a session when you're like, you know, 30 minutes removed from the part you want to redo over and stuff like that, it can be hard to match it up and everything. But I have had um, um, clients have success doing that where they've listened to like an initial edit and identified a point they want to redo and are able to sort of match that, that tone and everything a little bit better. Thanks for checking out Pop-Up Podcasting, podcasting made easy. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting or starting your own podcast, you can find us at popuppodcasting.ca, where you can download our free guide, Podcasting at Work.